Hello and welcome back to the Coleman's Podcast. On today's episode we are joined by aspiring young goalkeeper and TikTok star Kyle Cook. Kyle is an 18-year-old soccer goalkeeper and is currently the starting Waterford's under-19 man. He's working hard every day to reach his first pro contract and he's currently documenting that journey on TikTok and YouTube where he has combined 33.4 thousand followers. Without further ado, on with the show. Um, what is your earliest memory of football? Probably playing for my local club when I was just a little boy, probably six or seven, going down to the local football pitch. It wasn't, it wasn't that like it wasn't a great team, not at a great level at all. But we just going down and playing as a striker, winger, scoring goals. Uh, particularly, remember one time just scoring from a corner and the feeling after just, just, just playing for my local club down the pitch, just having fun and scoring goals. Yeah. Yeah. So um, so what age were you? Like you said just there that you um, you were young when you first started. But what age and what time did you decide I actually want to like really try here and like go pro kind of? If you get what I mean? Definitely. Yeah, I've always wanted to be a professional footballer. Like ever, just ever since I can remember. But when I really started to knuckle down and make the decision to actually put my whole life into this was around. I was I was thirteen, going on fourteen, nearly fourteen years of age. Um, that is quite late, but. I um obviously I'm sure you lot have heard um I've changed from a winger to a goalkeeper, yeah. and I remember I was thinking about it for a while and I was on holidays and I bought my first pair of gloves and I was using it just on holidays in in the AstroTurf having a kickabout, and that's when I made the decision right I really want to go for this and I want to give this absolutely everything and if it if it doesn't work out at least I can say I've done everything I could to try get to try get that pro contract because I, I just was not enjoying it as a as a winger, um I didn't have any belief in myself I didn't think I'd make it so. I felt like a change needed to be made. I made that change and I, I said to myself that I'm going to give this absolutely everything. And that's when I realised that there's no time to waste here. I'm only starting as a goalkeeper new. I need to give this absolutely everything. And hopefully I'll get in a position where it pays off. And so far it has. Obviously not a professional footballer yet, but um, that decision was, was, was vital for me because I don't think I would have had the work ethic, the belief or the drive as an outfield player. So that's when I really decided to knuckle down and actually go for it when I was when I made that switch from a winger to a goalkeeper. Mm. No, I think anyone who watches like your videos and stuff will say like you have whether you make it or not, you've genuinely like given every last like thing you can. So fair play for that anyway. Definitely, thank um, you. Thank you. And like when you kind of like so you say you really like since you're kind of 14, 15, you've just given everything. What sacrifices would you say? you kind of needed to get to the level you're at because to be fair whatever happens like you are at a high level at the end of the day you're still the under you know 19 keeper for Waterford and stuff like that but what sacrifices would you say you had to make to get to this point loads <laughs> loads um yeah probably the 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 worst one was like uh, relationships with family members like I literally like lost relationships with family members because of this dream and like because family members some family members don't really understand the like the, trying to become a professional footballer they say oh only one percent making and stuff like that and some don't understand my work ethic so we kind of had difficulties there not with all my family members of course but just with some so that did cause a little bit of conflict it caused me to maybe, maybe not talk to some family members for for years even like that's like that's a, a long time and a lot a big sacrifice to make but I always had in my head that when I when I did make them proud when I was going to become a professional footballer I'd get that relationship back on track so it was never really a worry for me it was always I want to make my dream become a reality that relationship will come back. So it was never kind of a worry, but 
of, of course, relationships with friends. You know, I went from being one of the most popular kids in the school to have to literally sitting at the lunch table by myself, at the edge of a lunch table by myself, looking at a wall with embarrassment, with everybody walking past me. Lost everybody, like literally, everybody. I'd hate, I hated school during that period. It was about two years where I literally stood, either stood up by the radiator and just walked, watch people walk by me, or sit at the edge of my lunch table eating lunch by myself. From going from having everybody to having nothing, it was really, really tough. But I always had in my head, I always knew that this would pay off, and this is what I needed to do in order to to make my dream call reality. Obviously, because I was working really hard, waking up before school, training, training after school, I had no time to go out with friends, which means obviously I lost all my friends. But I knew there was a bigger picture to this. I knew there was a bigger reason, a bigger drive to why I'm doing this. And it wasn't just being fitting in. It wasn't just having friends. It was the dream and the life that I wanted to live. So of course it bothered me. I, I, I hated school. I didn't even enjoy life at that particular time. But I always knew that I would benefit from it. And it was tough at the time, but any time you're going through adversity, you're going through a tough time and all that, it's for a reason and it will actually shape you and benefit you in the future. And I always knew that even at that young age, in second, third, fourth year, um, I just knew that I needed to do it. And as tough as it was, it affected my mental health so much, but I, I, I needed it. I needed to do it. So those relationships with family, relationships with your friends, um, obviously diet, time loads of time spent on the football pitch spent in the gym um yeah there's just so much like this is so much that i needed to do but it actually paid off because now i have my real friends by me i have relationships with family members back and i'm living i'm basically living a really really good life at the moment with waterford the 19s the first team and obviously the social media following so everything everything works out um for, for the better like trust me mm. yeah definitely like i think um, like even some of the most successful people say that you have to kind of go through rough moments to get to the top and like really? you're still like going to achieve that goal one day but you know yeah. definitely done the hard bit now which is good like for you you know 100 it, it all shapes you into the person you are like I, I wouldn't change any of that for the world although mm. it, everything was tough I, I wouldn't change any of it I, like it yeah. shaped me into the person i am today with the the mindset i have the joy i have the the success i have um, so I wouldn't I wouldn't change it for the world. Yeah, it's definitely. Are you dead right? Um, is there anyone that like push you to change to a keeper or do you have an idol or anything? Um yeah, my cousin, my cousin is Brian Murphy and he plays for Waterfall FC first team and he's been at the likes of uh, QPR, um he was an Irish underage international, he's at Man City Academy as well. He's my cousin, he's 38 at the moment, and he you know, I train with him right now, but he obviously seen him and the things he's achieved. I was always looking up to him, even as an outfield player. But like, obviously, when I changed to a goalkeeper, then he was a big influence for me. But I think the main kind of reason why they changed was because of my own ability and stuff like that. But he's definitely, even still to this day, a huge inspiration for me. And like seeing the success he has, it's almost like a benchmark for me because I want to try and up up that level a little bit. Do you know what I mean? I want to try to achieve more things than he's achieved. A little bit of a healthy competition. You know what I mean? But I like that. I like it. Um. So I definitely do look up to him 100. percent Yeah. Um, if you had to compare yourself to one professional keeper, who would it be? Um, play style, I would say probably Neuer, because I love um, coming out and sweeping up. Obviously, no near his ability, his ability, but just his play style in regards to 1v1s and coming yeah. out. Like 1v1s is my biggest, like I, I absolutely love 1v1s, the biggest strength, as well as coming up balls over the top. I'm quite good at reading them coming out and sweeping up, whether that be a header or a volley out, out for a throw-in or whatever it might be. So 
those are two big things I do, and those are two big things he does as well. Obviously, you, you've seen his skills and stuff on, on the football pitch. I wouldn't do it in, on the actual game now, but I do do it in training. So, yeah, I, I'd say I say me, myself and his play style is, is quite similar. Yeah. Yeah, uh, you said that you like coming out like Neuer, and if that's your best attribute, or if it's not, what would be your best attribute? One v ones, definitely one v ones. Um, they used to actually be my worst attribute. Literally, just done some game analysis on it, watching. Literally, search up on YouTube best one v one saves, analyze them. When did they come out? When did they stay in their line? And literally, in the space of probably eight or nine months, it went from being my biggest weakness to my biggest strength. So, definitely one v ones. Yeah. Um. So you kind of like touched on this a while ago that you um went from a right winger to a keeper at uh, I think at thirteen. Would you yeah. say now you're like happy with this decision, or if you could go back, would you maybe like think about trying to like even go again as an outfielder? I've, I've I've thought about this so many times, mate. I'm not gonna lie. I've thought yeah, about what yeah. if I did stay as an outfielder, where would I be today? But, I guess, yeah. There's no point. Like, like, yeah, about. exactly. Like that's that's the decision I made at the time, and I am very, very happy with the decision. Um, mm-hmm. it was a risky decision. Like I'm not gonna, like, I, I could barely catch the ball. I could barely dive properly, and like it was scary a lot of times coming home in the car from training or games, crying because, like mm-hmm. obviously at 13 or 14, crying because I wasn't sure if this was the right decision. I wasn't sure if I just thrown away my dream and all that kind of stuff. But I always have to remember that it's about patience and just keep working hard and. I don't know what, if I could go back in time, I'd still do the same thing I'd done. I still would change to a goalkeeper. But I would have, I, I would be interested to see where I am. Where yeah, I, I get next. that. Yeah, that's just human. Yeah, you know I mean? yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, and the next one now, this question is like a little bit away from the pitch, I suppose. Yeah. Which has been the question so far. But have you ever gotten involved with like agents and stuff? And yes. if so, would you kind of recommend it to aspiring footballers like yourself? Yeah, definitely. I have I have had one agent before. Obviously, I'm not gonna not gonna name them, but yeah. um, I don't think I don't think they've done a whole lot in regards to kind of. Obviously, it was quite difficult with COVID. Um, now if 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 COVID wasn't here, I think it might have been differently. But I just don't know. I, I think. <sighs> It's, it's a tough one because there are fantastic agents out there and there are also not so great agents out there. And obviously it depends on the time. When, when I had an agent, it was around the time where COVID had just hit. So it was very, very difficult for him and my, both myself. And I just felt like kind of doing my own, my own advertisement, my own marketing would benefit me a little bit more than having kind of a third party there. Um, would I get an agent now if it was the right one? Yes. If it was anybody, no. I'd be very, very selective of an agent that I'll get because um, all, one thing I also made sure was that I had a 12-month get-out clause. So like, usually a contract with an agent is two years and I had a 12-month get-out clause, which means within the 12 months, if I wasn't happy, I could get out of it. And I'd done that after maybe six, seven months. So I think if I, did, if I didn't have that in the contract, I'd be stuck for two years. And that's a long time in a football career. Does that make sense? So I... Um, would I recommend it to young players? Um, definitely, but don't jump in at, into anything. And make sure that they have a good track record. Make sure that they have your best interests at heart. But be very selective. And I don't think I don't think you should rush into one either. Um, but my experience with them, I can't really tell. I can't really say comment about it much because it was through a tough time with COVID, uh, limited opportunities. So I can't say whether it was good or bad. Um, well, I, would I get one right now? Probably not, unless it was a, a very, very good one. Yeah. No, I think that's a smart answer, like because if you look at 
even at the top level in the game at the moment, it's these agents. Like I think some of them care more about the money side than actual mm. the players' development. So you do yeah, actually, yeah. you do really careful, like you're not kind of. Yeah. Um, so I think that's a mature answer, like to be honest. Um, the next one again is kind of looking for your advice. Now, obviously, you, you know you don't have all the answers, but so it's basically kind of what advice would you give to say someone around our age to someone that like an aspiring pro footballer yeah. is what I'd ask them. I would say if you really want it bad enough, don't listen to anybody else. Don't listen to family members. Don't listen to to um don't, don't listen to friends. Don't listen to 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 teachers who say be realistic. Family members who say be realistic. All that kind of stuff. Realism is only created in the mind. Realism is only created in the work ethic. So if if your if your your realistic is different to maybe my realistic, my realistic could be at a very very high level because of my work ethic, because of what I'm doing to try to get there. Realism is only created by your own actions. So a big thing I would say is create your own realism. Other people might say that I oh, going pro is not realistic, or other people could say going pro is very realistic, but getting to the championship is unrealistic, or getting to the championship is realistic, getting to Premier League is unrealistic. You create your own realistic by your work ethic, your actions, your mindset, your drive, your hunger for success. So that would be my biggest advice: is um, create your own realistic. Don't listen to anybody else. Um, work hard. Be patient and believe in yourself. You know, work as hard as you can work, not as hard as I can work, not as hard as your mates can work. Find your own limits. And I found my limits by having a lot of days where I, I I'd have a six-hour nap because when I was just trying to find out like how how hard my body could work, I also got injured when I was trying to find my limit, my body's limit. So find your body's limit how much can it handle in a week how much can our body handle in a day in a day how many training can you do how much sleep can you get you know for me if i get under five hours sleep i can't function throughout the day so i plan my day okay i'm gonna get six hours sleep tonight so i can wake up early tomorrow morning before school to train find your own limit believe in yourself and things are going good believe in yourself and things are going bad you know it's very very easy to believe in yourself and things are going good it's very very difficult to believe in yourself and things are going bad so Always believe in yourself, and you do that by doing your mental training, visualization, reading, um, meditation, um, and also also be patient. Things are not going to happen overnight. Um, things might not happen for years. Things might happen later than what you expect, but you just have to be patient because if you're doing the work on and off the pitch, it will happen. So that's the biggest thing I can say. Absolutely, thanks for that because that was we kind of did a little Q and A on Instagram. You might see. And yeah. that, that was like one of the questions. I think it's just something everyone could really take some value from. Do you know kind of it? So definitely good answer. Thanks for that. No Are you still there pushing your limits and training, and you got injured from training? Do you give us an yeah. idea of your weekly like training, your diet, and your workout times, and your training yeah. and matches and stuff? What you do definitely. For your matches? Yeah. So obviously, in season and out of season, be very different. Um, when, when there was lockdown, I was doing probably three to four um sessions a day I, I remember i was doing between 30 and 36 hours of training a week um obviously in season now when there's games very very differently um i would probably like, right now a usual week would be on a monday i'd probably wake up early around half five or six get a workout in then i would get another football session in around 12 get another football if probably for about two hours get another football session in from about four till either half five or six depends on my body depends on how i feel then so that's three sessions. I always aim for three to four. So if my body feels good enough, or if I, if my body feels okay to do it, I'll do another workout. Um, or if it's feeling tight, sore, fatigued, I'll do um kind of some recovery, whether that be an ice bath, stretching, foam rolling, or just relaxing, sit, lying down in bed, watching YouTube. 
you know, I'm, I talk about hard work and all that stuff, but when it's time to switch off, switch off, watch YouTube, enjoy yourself. Do you know what I mean? Go out with your mates for that other four hours that you need some recovery because you're, you're basically walking. You know? So um, Tuesday, I'd have team training. So it would be wake up, it would be gym, then it would be another football session and then team training. Um, and then Wednesday, it could be another three sessions. So um, wake up early, gym, football, football. Thursday, that's when the body needs a little bit more of a break. So I'd either I'd wake, have, I'd have a lie-in on Thursday. So it could be lie-in until 9, 10 o'clock, shut out my phone for a little while. Then I go to the football pitch um, for about 12 or 1, get an hour and a half, two-hour session in, come home, recovery, go to team training. And our games are on Sundays. So Fridays, again, would be a tough, heavy day, three to four training sessions like usual. Then Saturday would be a rest. Um, I'd have, I like going for walks. So I like going for a swim on, on a day before games, uh, stretching, foam rolling, and listening to music. And then Sunday is game day. Um, again, wake up early in the morning. Not early in the morning, sorry. Wake up about eight or nine. Stretch. I like to stretch in the kitchen before before I head off to the pitch. Um, pack the bag, listen to some music while I'm packing the bag and head to the pitch. Yeah, that's really good. That's really good. Preparing for matches and stuff. Yeah. And um, you said earlier about how, like, when you want to take football seriously, that some of your family members didn't agree with you and kind of problems started. Yeah. Uh, what did your parents think of your initial decision when you wanted to take football seriously? I think their reaction was like every every mother or father's reaction was like, oh yeah, go for it, you know. You could be believing it and all that kind of stuff because obviously as a young kid, your parents, especially when you're 13 or 14, is not going to want to tell you, not, not, like it's not, it's not possible, you're not going to do it. So obviously at the start when I told them that I really want to be serious about this, they are like, oh yeah, like brilliant, like, you know, go for it and all that kind of stuff. But then when they saw my, my work ethic and my obsession with it, that's when kind of... um a little bit of worry started to creep in. Like, like with any mother or father, they want the best for the kids. A little bit of worry sunk in because they really knew that I was serious about this and that this is what I wanted to do. There's a very, very small chance of becoming a professional footballer. Um, so they were worried. They were very, very worried. Um, but I think as time went on, they then understood that this is possible. And how, like a lot of people ask the questions, how do you get your parents to believe in you? You get your parents to believe in you by your actions. Like, so how, like, how, what's your work ethic like? And what, and what are you achieving? So are you performing in games? Are you going up the levels? Are you playing? Are you trying to go to League of Ireland? Are you working really, really hard? Because they need to see. They need to see that you're serious about this and that you're also good enough or that you're also improving at a rate that you can do it. Because if you're only training once a day, once every two days, you know, not really improving that much, then there's no reason for your parents to believe in you. So you need to give your parents a reason to believe in you, a reason to see, to actually support you and, and help you on this journey. Because it, it is a big help having parents that support you and believe in you because obviously you need lifts to train I was traveling to Wexford three times a week an hour to Wexford an hour back I needed my parents to believe in me to, to get lifts do you know what I mean if they didn't believe me they probably wouldn't have brought me there so it is important but you show them with your actions and not your words um but there, there always is a little bit of worry creeping in um especially when you're young and taking the football seriously because there is a very small chance to become a professional footballer so but at the end of the day they want the best for you do you know what I mean uh, you were talking about how, like, your routine, getting up and stuff. Uh, yeah. What drives you to go on to training, like, when you're feeling tired or having a bad day? What anything or any person drives you on? The the ambition to be the best. I think in anything you do in life, you need to strive to be the best because uh, the best. So, if you're a doctor, if you're a teacher, if you're a physio, can you be the best physio 
in your country? Can you be the best teacher in your country? If you're not striving to be the best in whatever field you're in, you're not going to reach your full potential. If I'm just striving to become a professional football player, when I'm tired, I'm going to say, let's stay, let's have a lie-in. When I'm tired, I'm going to say, let's skip this session. I'll just do it tomorrow. When I'm striving to be the best goalkeeper in the world, now, don't get me wrong, very, very, very slim chance. Nearly impossible. I say nearly because anything is possible. But when I strive to be the best player, the best goalkeeper in the world, I cannot afford to skip that session. I cannot afford to have that lie-in. You know, when, when you strive to be the best physio in the country, you, you have to make sure you have every little single detail right. So any field you're in, you have to strive to be the best in order to get your full potential out. If I'm striving to be the best goalkeeper in the world, but I end up in the Polish second division playing professional footballer, I know that is my full potential. I could not have reached any more le- any, any higher level. But if I strive just to be a professional footballer, how do I know? How do I know that I couldn't have gone higher? With my work ethic, with my belief, with my with my actions to, to lead me there. So if you're striving to be the best, the worst thing you can do is be is get a little bit below it and still be at a very, very good level. If you just strive to be a professional football player and you go down a little bit, then that's this level might not be professional football. You might have to get a normal job, you might have to live a normal life. Any field you're in, strive to be the best. In, in the world, the best in the country. Because then, whatever position you're in, literally whatever position you're in, you know that you've reached your full potential. Yeah. So that's, that, that's kind of what I live by. That's kind of what I say to myself every single day is I'm aiming to be the best goalkeeper in the world. It's nearly impossible. But whether I get to that level or not, I don't know. But I know that that's what I'm striving for. Whatever level I end up, I know I couldn't have done anything more to get to a higher level. Yeah. Um, you're largely known on... TikTok for all the yeah. followers you have. Um, when and why did you start making TikToks? Um, I started making TikToks, I think it might have been around May, uh, the start of May. Um, and I remember the first video got like 56,000 um, views or something like that, 56 to 60. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember going to my mates, this is brilliant, I need to keep going with this, like I need to keep going. So I kept it going. Um, why did I start it? Um, want to inspire in the world. I want to inspire the world on my journey because I do know that I'm on a very, very good journey. Um, I have a very good mindset that I want to share and inspire to a lot of people. I want to help young kids coming up because if I was, you know, 14 or 15, I would love to have somebody like me to look up to, to, to aspire to be like, to, to learn off as well, learn off my mistakes, learn off my experiences, um, but also to create opportunities for myself. Opportunities like these, going on these podcasts, you know, I, I love this kind of stuff. Opportunities in regards to... Um, clubs contacts I, I've, I've created some really really good contacts that are well, well known at some clubs and i have regular phone calls with um, true social media true seeing my stuff so opportunities in football life and also to inspire the younger generation inspire the world with my journey yeah i actually do think it's really helpful you doing that because like if you look at like even everyone in our year here when we said oh yeah we're interviewing kyle cook today most people would be like, oh, yeah, I know him. Do you not kind of a... Yeah, yeah, yeah. There might be someone in your team at the moment and, like, you both might be working as hard as each other, but no one, like, kind of knows him. So I think I do see how it could actually give you a big advantage, you know, kind of a... Absolutely. Like, Absolutely, bro. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, basically, I've seen this year you've been including a few squads for the Watford, like, 80, or the main, yeah. you know, team. Um. What was that like? Could you kind of just describe to us what that the feeling of that is like, and does that just really drive you on to just keep working hard to go even further? If that makes sense. Absolutely. I, I remember 
I remember we, we played a we played a, a preseason game and the first team managers were watching. I played a stormer and um I remember our under nineteen manager at the time, he came up to me at the end and he said, Well, he said the, the gaffers they're, they're really really impressed at you so I was, I, I was that, at that time I had such a good feeling coming home in the car so obviously I kept working hard and then a couple of weeks later I got a call up to go training with them and you've no idea how how excited I was and then that week that, that Friday night I was on the bench for for them so everything just moved so quickly and I just done two training sessions with them when I was up on the bench on the Friday night it, it was absolutely crazy and being on the bench so many times against the likes of Rovers Bows like big teams like this and, and having them experience. I remember I was doing a warm-up in the RSC, um, a, a warm-up before a game. I think it might have been before, uh, before a Dundalk game. And I got goosebumps in the warm-up because there was fans singing and chanting and like genuinely it's, it's such a good feeling and kind of being up in that experience, I'm learning so much, especially after the older, the older kind of more experienced players in the team. But I think the main thing is it's just a result of my hard work and I, I'm extremely proud of myself for getting to that point, having these experiences through, through my own hard work, because I was never, I was never very talented. It was all, all, all my achievements are, and, and experiences are just through hard work. So when I do get these nice accomplishments, it, it truly is heartwarming and and unbelievable feeling. Like, but I, I always stray from war though. I always, even though I'm on the bench, I'm thinking, how can I get out onto that pitch? Even on my first day I was on the bench, I was thinking, I want to be out there. Do you know what I mean? I want to be playing. So there's always this kind of hunger for more. It could be a good or a bad thing as well. I, I don't know, but I, I just I just always strive for, for better, for more. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I get you, yeah. And um, I think the coach for Waterford at the moment, I think his name is Mark Burkham. Is that right, yeah? yeah Have you had any chances to maybe, you know, speak to him about any future chances in the team? Or is that kind of thing just something you kind of have to just work, let your talk do on the pitch, if that makes sense, rather than talking to him? Yeah, I think I think you know, obviously in training, um, you're always being looked at. You know I mean, you're always always being monitored, uh, yeah. how you walk in, what you what you're wearing, um, how you're talking, your body language, how you train, always being assessed. So, obviously, I don't really know what's going to happen next year. Um, I hope I hope I'll be included next year again, but I I, I don't know. Um, we we'll, we we'll just wait and see. We we'll just wait and see. I I just keep training hard, keep working hard. And, and hopefully yeah. we get that opportunity next year. Yeah, hopefully, no, hopefully we'll all be rooting for you anyway down here. Um, so just, just entering like the last few now and then we might do the Q&A and finish up. But Perfect, yeah. is there anything kind of that you feel people, I think you kind of touched on it earlier, like, but is there anything you feel people misunderstand about you? That's good question. That's a very good question. Um. <laughs> What do people misunderstand about me? Probably that I don't, I don't really know, man. I don't really know to be honest with you. Um, yeah. Oh, it doesn't Some people might come, might think that I'm a little bit kind of cocky in regards to what I what I set out to achieve. But I'm not saying that I'm gonna achieve these things. I'm saying that that's mm-hmm. what I aim to achieve. And my work ethic, my drive, my my willingness to learn all matches that. I never said that I'm gonna reach the highest and be the best goalkeeper in the world. That's just what I aim to achieve and what I strive to be. And if I do miss it, at least I'm I'm, I'm still at a very high level. So maybe maybe that, but I'm not I'm not 100 sure. Maybe just people just don't tell me, or people just don't comment around it. I'm yeah, not too sure. Maybe people probably do don't like me for some reason, but I don't really I don't I don't know, mate. To be honest with you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is the last question, then we'll do the Q and A. Yeah. And um, how would you like to be remembered? 
for inspiring the younger generation. Yeah, it's a good as many as many people as I can, as many people as I can. It's a good answer. I think to be fair, you've you've started that journey anyway. So we'll get into the, the Q and A. So, so this is people's questions from Instagram. We actually got a really good response. In fairness, so um, so we'll start. What we'll start is from Jonathan Dunn. He asks, "Do you have any tips for strikers?" Now I know you're a goalkeeper. Uh, yeah, it's a bit yeah. of a weird one, but I suppose he, Jonathan wants to know. So yeah, no. Um, I say shoot. There's nothing more scary than a striker that shoots 20, 20 times in the game. All of them might go off target, but one of them might sneak into the top corner. Um, where rather than a striker shooting once or twice in the game, I'm very calm, I'm very comfortable with that. Like, do you know what I mean? But if every time a striker gets the ball at the edge of the box, he's shooting, I'm I'm scared. It doesn't matter how many times he misses, I'm I'm scared because one of them might creep in. So shoot, just shoot. Mm, it's good advice, to be fair. Um, so this is something I actually forgot to you know mention earlier, but you actually started in the Wexford Academy. So this fella here is wondering. What was it like when you first got into the Wexford Academy? Like, yeah, that's basically the question. Brilliant. It was really, really, really good. I, I really enjoyed my time at Wexford. It's a very, it's a very kind of family club. Um, mm. I really enjoyed it. Obviously, they gave me my first League of Ireland kind of contract and, and um, experience. So it, it was amazing. When I first went in, though, I did struggle. Obviously, going into that new high level of League of Ireland football, I struggled. And um, it, it, it was tough. I, I, I kind of went in as number one. And then I, before the before the season even started, I got dropped to number two and ended up winning Player of the Year that year. And I remember in the awards night, my goalkeeper coach telling me that just just before the season started, the staff were talking and they said they regret they regretted signing me because I was that bad. But then I ended up winning Player of the Year, so I think that just goes to show how much improvement I made in that short space of time. And but now nah, I, I really really enjoyed my time. Actually, it, it was very very good. Great stuff. Um. So, what's the best piece of advice that anyone, any person's ever given to you? If you can don't remember. Care. Again, don't you know. Probably, don't care about any of anybody else's opinions. If you care about other people's opinions, you're not going to reach your full potential in life, in football. Because as soon as you let other people's opinions kind of get to your head, even the good the good comments I get, uh, as brilliant as it is, I really appreciate it. Obviously, I, I reply, I appreciate it. I don't let it get to my head just as much as I don't let the hate comments get to my head. Because the minute I start... Kind of letting the positive comments get to my head in regards to oh Kyle you're the best Kyle you're an unreal goalkeeper Kyle you're gonna make it to the prem all that kind of stuff as soon as I let that get to my head I'm gonna I'm gonna drop my work ethic down a little bit I'm gonna get a little bit too comfortable I'm gonna my belief is gonna get a little bit too high for for the position I'm in right now so kind of just not listen to other people's opinions families friends anybody you know a stranger because I've had I've had I've had conversation loads loads of people that you know might have known me from when I was a little kid four or five. And them saying, oh, what are you doing now? I'm saying, just focusing on football. But what about college? But what about work? What about all this? But it's just like, just, just stay focused. Don't listen to anybody else and just keep doing you. Good answer, yeah. Um, so Josh Flynn asks, who's the best player you've ever played with so far? Um, probably, um, good question. Um, Mikey Raggett, I'd say. He, he, I played with him at Wexford on under seven oh, right. last year. And he's he's now at Rovers under 17 and under 19. And he, he won player of the year actually last year when I was nominated. He won it, but ugh, there's no no better man to win it, to be honest with you. Um absolutely quality player. Same guy as well. And he's gonna he's gonna make a fire, yeah. Yeah, it's good. Hopefully he'll be um make a fire. So yeah. and this is probably the last one we'll ask then and we'll we'll let you put in Kyle, but no hassle. Um, so who 
who again it's actually like similar to the other one, but who from your team at the moment do you get on best with? Um probably probably so it's a it's a tough question because I, I do get on with everybody. Um probably our, our, our right back um or our probably probably the sub goalkeeper I'd say, Connor Cummins. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd say I'd say him because obviously I training with him and um, do the warm with him the whole time. We're always we're always having chats like kind of before training and stuff. I'd, I'd say probably him, yeah. Yeah, nice. Actually, this will definitely be the last one now. But yeah. our very own Ross Hennessy asks, "How did you start making TikToks?" I think I think you said that. earlier, but you know, yeah. Is this, yeah. I I literally just just started just vlog one day, edit, edited it really quickly, uploaded it. Um, and that, that that done really really good. So I just kept doing it. Um, literally just record your day, kind of. Um, it doesn't take long to edit and all that kind of stuff. So just go for it. Just don't care about what other people's opinions and stuff. Just just go for it, man. Yeah, good answer. Yeah, I'd say that's us. That's probably us. Thanks, million, Kyle. Right, thanks for coming thanks, on. Thanks, thanks for having me on, lads. I really appreciate yeah. it, and it was it was an honour coming on. Thanks for coming on, Kyle. We've been Kieran and John. Thanks for listening to the Coleman's podcast. You be tripping on a time well spent. I pull up and gotta slide once again. You sign up, set you ride to the end. Yeah, but you don't wanna be here. No, if it's something on your mind, let me in. Hey, no, I be hoping that the vibe never ends. I just hope you know that I understand that you don't wanna be here. No, I've been on a late night, making sure your plate right. You be paranoid hearing sirens again. I've been trying to make time, I've been moving statewide Hope I'm on the safe side, flying in the wind Hey, you know I double back, right after running laps I thought you wanted a hustler, girl, it come with that I need that duck off that oh, I need that humble pack And I'm trying to put you on to something you ain't never had You be tripping on the time well spent I pull up and got a slide once again